0: Thank you for tuning in to the Highest Praise Sunday Sermon. For more information about Highest Praise Church, upcoming events, and other helpful resources, please visit highestpraisechurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Sherwood Lancaster. And grab your Bible, if you will, to the First Thessalonians. Let's go to First Thessalonians, chapter number 4. I want to welcome everybody that's here with us today, and so glad you're here. Those that are gathering with us today, got a good looking crowd here. Those on our online campus that are watching all over the place, we just thank you and welcome you to be in here and, and know that God is doing great and mighty things. How many thankful for the omnipresence of the Spirit of God? Yeah. That the same anointing that's in this house right now can be wherever people are right now and watching and listening and, and staying in contact with us. And, and so we're just, we're just believing for a day and a time here soon and very soon. We don't have to worry about a pandemic. Don't have to worry about... Any kind of infirmities hitting us and keeping us away from from the house of God. We'll just come and believe God and trust God. And and until then, we'll to continue to do what we're doing. And and I believe God is doing great and mighty things. What the enemy's trying to mess up, we know that God is still God's word is still still active. It's still powerful. And so for that we're thankful. Um First Thessalonians chapter four. We're in our series of preparation. And today we're going to talk about the rapture. The rapture do hear that spoken about much anymore, but we're going, to, we're going to try to teach it to you a little bit today and let you know exactly where we are and, and how it affects us. So 1 Thessalonians 4, verse, First Thessalonians chapter 4, let's start with verse 13, and Paul says, Paul's writing to the church of Thessalonia, and let me read it first and we'll, we'll to explain what he's saying. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. And basically, he's not talking about a bunch of lazy church people here. He's talking about people that died. Well, one, one man died whenever Paul was speaking. The Bible says he was sitting up there in the loft, and he, and he, and he, and he fell asleep. And when he fell asleep, he fell out, and he, and he broke his neck, and he died. Wouldn't well, that be something, trying to preach? If somebody fell asleep, and they fell asleep. They fell off the pew, and then broke their neck when they hit the floor. That's in your Bible. But luckily, Paul raised him from the dead. And everybody said, thank God for a powerful preacher. Let me just read this. Y'all in rapture mode, man. <laughs> okay, so I'm only point here. He's not talking about a bunch of sleeping people. He's talking about people who are dead. So he says, Concerning those who have who have died, least you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who are asleep in Jesus, or those who have passed away or are dead. In Christ Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. Now, it's amazing. These are people here. This is over 2,000. This is 2,000 years ago, and people are already, talk, already talking about Jesus coming back 2,000 years ago. And what they're really worried about here is the fact that they're, they've already had loved ones. In just a few years, short years, that Jesus has already ascended up in heaven. And he says, the same way I'm coming up, I'll be coming back. And so now they've had some loved ones that are, that are passing away. I mean, as soon as he left, they expected to come right back. And so now they're worried that, that if Jesus is coming back for them, that the ones that have died are going to miss it. They're not going to get to go in this, this, great, this great catching away of the saints. And so Paul is just, just, just dealing with this. But then he says, for the Lord himself will ascend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. What does that mean? That means everybody that, every born again believer that has passed away, their bodies will be raised first before our bodies will be raised. Okay, that's why he's telling them. So he just reminded them, it's, 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 all, it's all good. They're, they're, they're going to. But those who are alive and remain shall be caught up Together in the clouds to meet the Lord of the air, and there so they also be with us, and we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, verse 18, therefore comfort one another with these words. i got so much to unpack here. The, the, the rapture is, is kind of like, in a, here, here on the beach, it'd be kind of like um, a hurt, cat, cat 4, cat 5 hurricane that's coming up the coast. And, and the evacuation notices were sent out. And you didn't get none of them. And you went to bed thinking everything was good. You woke up next morning and everybody was gone. And you had no idea what was, what was, what was taking place. That's, that's kind of what it means as far as the, this word rapture here. It's, it's an evacuation, if you will. The word rapture here is a Greek word meaning harparza. And this is what this word "called up" means here in verse number um, seventeen. Here, called up there. People say, "Well, the word rapture is not in the Bible." Well, well, no, it's not. There's a lot of words that, that we say it's not in the Bible, but but it's the it's the word raptus. We, it, it's, it's a Greek word, and then it's the it's the Latin word raptus, which when we turn into the turn into the English word, which means rap, rapture. It occurs fourteen times in the New Testament. This this one word, horpazo, is. 14 times in the New Testament. Here's what it actually means. The word actually means to carry off by force. To carry off by force. And the reason why it's important we understand to carry off by force is that you have to understand that, that the devil does not want any Christian to be carried out of here by force by the hand of God. And so with everything that he does and all his power and trying to get us to live in the world of sin and trying to get us to, to not believe in, in God and walk with him and follow him and be true believers... Even though the devil is powerful, God is all powerful. And so I love this definition of the word here. It means to carry off by force. To carry off by force. And so the enemy will be overpowered no matter how bad and how much he wants to stop the rapture of the church. He can't because God is going to carry us away by force. Amen. He's a forceful for God. He's going to do this thing by force. It's important to understand that, that the two most important events that's ever happened on this planet has to do with the coming of Jesus. The first one is the first advent, the first coming of Jesus. We just celebrated December. It's the, it's the coming of, of Jesus coming here um, as a baby, wrapped in swaddling clothes through, through the womb of a woman, through, through Mary. The second one, the second one is the one we're talking about here today, is Jesus coming back to earth the second and final time. Now, for every one time that the Bible mentions the first coming, there's eight mentions of his second coming. Might surprise us, but that, that's, that's, that's how it is. So, so God knows how important the second coming is, even compared to the first, even though the first was very important. Even to the point there's out of 260 chapters that is in the New Testament, 318 of them refer to the second coming of Christ. So all this is very important whenever we read the Bible and understand what the Bible is trying to say. Now, what I believe and what I teach you here, and I believe the Bible teaches, and if you try to do it the other way, you get all confused, Why most people are confused. I believe there's two stages of the second coming. Two stages. Well, that's why people get so so confused about the rapture and then the second coming. There are two different events that's going to take place but it's all part of, a, of Jesus coming back. Two stages. The first being this, this rapture here. It will, be, it will actually become or, or come before tribulation starts. This, this rapture. And we know when the second coming is because it'll take place about seven years after the rapture. And so that's very important that we understand when the second coming comes, Because we don't know when that time starts, clicking of the time won't start until the rapture takes place. We know by so many different events when the second coming is going to take place because the Bible tells us that. What we don't know is, is when the rapture is going to take place. Absolutely positively, no way. The rapture is God's provision for his saints to escape the tribulation. The Bible says that the tribulation is going to be full of horror. It's going to be full of sorrows. It's going to be full of agony. It's going to be devastation like we've never, ever seen before during the tribulation period. It warns us, and we'll look at it a little bit later, even more next week. It warns us of how bad the tribulation is going to be. So much is going to be going on. You think things are bad now, things are really going to be bad during the tribulation period. People ask me sometimes, Pastor, is this the tribulation? Some people believe we're already in the tribulation. Let me help you with this. If you have to ask, it's not the tribulation. You'll know it's the tribulation when it shows up. And so you won't have to ask because things would be so detestable, things would be so bad, things would be so, so horrible that you will not have to even ask. Revelation chapter number 3 and verse 10 says this, Because you have kept my command... To preserve, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world. Amen. So the rapture, if we know that tribulation is going to be all these horrible things going to take place, we have to understand what the Bible says about Revelation 3 and 10. Because we have kept the commandments of God, because we are believers of God, he is going to remove us from the trial which is going to come upon this earth. That's why the Bible says that I, I believe that the rapture is God's provision for his saints to escape the tribulation. There's a lot of things going to come upon this earth that we don't have to go through because we're born again children of God. Everybody should say amen because it's important. So let's look at this. Let's unpack this a little bit. I'm going to look at a few things and we'll, we'll, we'll hit it as we go. In the next couple of weeks we'll be hit with more things as we go over. Talk about the Antichrist a little bit. And talk about tribulation period. At any moment... The first thing you need to understand about the rapture is that it can take place at any moment. At any moment. At any moment. Matthew 24 whole chapter and Matthew 25 pretty much the whole chapter talks about the second coming event when Jesus literally comes back and his foot hits the ground here in the second coming. The whole point, I feel later to do this, the whole point about the second coming and the rapture, here's one here, here's one big distinction between the two. In the rapture, Jesus doesn't come down and his feet literally hits the ground. We'll see him up in the air and we go up to where he is. In the second coming, he's coming and his feet's going to hit the ground. And he's going to begin to rule and reign, the millennial reign, which we'll go over in a couple of weeks also. What we don't know, well what we do know about the second coming is going to be so many different series of events that's going to take place. We know because of the full horse of the apocalypse, we always know in Revelation chapter number 6, we know there's a red horse, we know there's a white horse, we know there's a black horse, we know there's a pale horse. And when all these things, it's not it's not horses, it's symbolism of the fury of the judgment that's going to be released upon this planet like never before. We think about this pandemic that we're in right now. This pandemic that we're in right now. We've been over a year now that just here in America, that, that, that since the first, the, the first signs of this pandemic has taken place, over 300,000 people have, have died. Three million people worldwide, as of Friday, when I check, has died of this pandemic. Three million people. They're the first stages of the tribulation period, which doesn't start until after the rapture of the church, they're taken out by force, by the hand of God of the church, just during that first segment of the pale horse that comes out, and when famine and and pestilence, which is which is pandemics, hits this earth like never before, the Bible says in Revelation that one fourth of the world will die because of it. Now, what we're going through right now is horrible. It's is is. Is terrible. in the people, just a few months ago, many of us didn't even know someone has died of this pandemic. And now most everybody in this room knows of somebody, either through somebody who you knows somebody even been touched directly by this pandemic because of, of the fury and the force of it. We're not in tribulation because the Bible talks about in the tribulation, one-fourth of the population that would die because of one pestilence that's going to hit this planet is two billion people. There's eight billion people on the earth today. Eight billion. One quarter of that, you can do the math, is two billion. Two billion. We've lost three million. And they're talking about two billion. Nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand before you even get to million, before you even get to a billion, and you got to do that twice 999 million 999,999 before you even get to a billion and we've had three million and you got to get to 999 million before you get to a billion what's your point it's going to be horrible and so when you start seeing these guys this is and god says i'm going to take the church out of the way before this kind of judgment comes upon this planet and so we start seeing that kind of that kind of destruction, that kind of famine, that kind of that just judgment coming upon the planet. You know, not to mention the the signs that we'll look at um, in the next couple of weeks of, of Israel coming together to build a build the other build a, a temple, not since the days of Jesus that the temple would be built on the temple mountain and the, and the, this, this charismatic figure called the Antichrist to be upon this planet. My point is, is you're going to see all these things taking place and the Bible takes two whole chapters in the book of Matthew in 24 and 25 that tells us that when you see these things happening, get ready because Jesus is coming back to this earth. There's plenty of warnings, but the warning that there is no warning in is the rapture of when Jesus is going to say, okay, church, come up hither. There's no warning. And so it's going to happen quickly. It's going to happen at any moment, at any moment. And so when we look at any moment, it is actually the doctrine of imminency. The doctrine of imminency. It's a doctrine. The word imminent actually literally means hanging over one's head, ready to befall or overtake one or as close at hand. The word at any moment means that Jesus is calling away of the church is imminent. It's imminent. That means if anything else has to take place before that, then it's not imminent. Let me say it again. For it to be imminent, nothing else needs to take place before it happens. A lot of things can happen, but nothing else can take place before it happens. Nothing else needs to take place. And then we say, okay, church, because this happened, now we need to get ready. The next thing to happen is the rapture of the church. No, it's imminent. It's hanging over us. It is, it is there. The, the, the entire definition says it's ready to befall. It's ready to overtake. It's close at hand. It is imminent. There's nothing else needs to happen. There's, there's nothing needs to get built. There's nobody needs a particular president. There's, there's, the church don't have to be in a particular place. It's there. It's over us. It's imminent. Even though a lot of things are happening, nothing else needs to take place. You don't have to wait for anything else. It can happen before I get through teaching about it because it's imminent. And we've taken away because we don't teach stuff like this because the church has lost its maturity level and we have to come in and pat you on the back and make sure you're okay week to week instead of telling us, no, we need to live a life that the Bible has promised us that the rapture of the church, the taken away by force is imminent. Nothing else is to take place. I mean, if your daughter come into your house and, and with a boyfriend and says... You know, we're going to get, this is the man I'm going to marry. You're not going to think it's imminent. A lot of things has got to happen before that takes place. And a lot of things might happen before that takes place. But in their mind, the next thing to take place is that marriage. If they're over 18 or whatever, I don't know the age, they can go down to the courthouse wherever they go and, and they'll get, get married and come back. And you're like, wait a minute, that couldn't happen because that couldn't take place because this hasn't happened. You got to get engaged first. You got to get a job. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I don't know what it is, but but a lot of things can happen, but I'm here to tell you, yeah, a lot of things can happen. I mean, we, we, we preach it, and we hear it, you know, in 1948, Israel became a nation because Israel had to become a nation before Jesus, before Jesus came back. Or 1967, Jerusalem is now, uh, ha, has not been, been, been an Israeli um, hold uh, since the time of Jesus. That has a, no, a lot of things can happen, but since Jesus left, nothing else was to take place except for him coming back. And he says, before I come back, and the judgment of this world, which I'm not going to get on that because we'll get on that during the tribulation teaching, but the judgment of this world is going to take place. It's gonna, the, the, the world wants to live a life without Jesus, and the world's sick and tired of us Christians, then they're going to they get seven years of a world without Jesus and a world without the church. And it's going to take us out of the way. And so the one thing that we have to understand is that other things may happen, but nothing else is to take place before this happens because it is imminent, it's without sign, it's without warning. Jesus will return to the rapture of his church and take us to heaven. Titus 2.13, Titus 2.13, Paul urged Titus to always be looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. It's the blessed hope. The reason why people don't talk about the rapture of the church is because we, it's gloom and doom. But honey, if you can't decide who you want to live for, it is gloom and doom. But Paul told Titus here, we are to look for the blessed hope and the glorious superior of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's something that we should be excited about. Something we should be worshiping. Something we should be just excited because God has given us this blessed hope. What is the blessing of hope? What is hope? Hope is the confident expectation of future blessings based upon the promises of God. We don't know what hope is. Hope is the confident expectation of future blessings. Man, if you have hope, I don't care if it's about the rapture, if it's about healing, if it's about peace, it's about a job, it's about your your kids coming to salvation. If you have hope, you have the confident expectation of the blessings of God that is based upon his promises. The rapture is a confident expectation of a future blessing based on the promise of God. He said when he left on the Mount of Olives, he says, I'm coming back this same way. And it's that blessing hope that God. So if it is, if it is at any moment, at any moment, if it's going to happen at any moment, do I have a slide that says at any moment? Do we get that? At any, I just want us, I just I just want us to see it. There it is. At any moment. At any moment. At any moment. <laughs> I don't have to give another auto call. We don't have to sing another song. It's imminent. Yeah, but I listened to the guy the other day and he says all these things have to happen. All kinds of stuff can happen, but nothing else is to take place but the rapture. So with that understood, 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 and 2, it's going to be a surprise. When Jesus comes back in the clouds of glory with his saints, Revelation 19, it's not going to be a surprise because so much tribulation, so much destruction, so much change is going to take place for seven years that they're going to be looking for something else to take place. This whole thing is, it's going to be a complete surprise. Nobody's looking for it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 and 2, concerning the times and the season, brother, you have no need that I write to you. Before you yourselves know perfectly that the day the Lord comes as a thief in the night. As a thief in the night. Man, that's no warning. That's no warning. If someone says they know exactly when Jesus is coming back, let me help you. Run. Just get away from them. Just get away from them. That's all I gotta say. Matthew 24 and 36. This is Jesus talking, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, but my father, which is in heaven, not even the angels, the angels will be like, what is going on? Only one, Gabriel's going to know because the trumpet of God is going to sound. He gets the blow God will say, Gabriel, blow that horn. <clears throat> Gabriel is the messenger angel. Three archangels, he's he's the third, he's one of the three, Gabriel, and he's going to have the authority to blow that horn, and it's, a and it's going to be a message, and the message is going to be, it's going to be, come up here, and boom, it's going to go, and all the other angels, this is important, and all the others are going to say, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, oh, the church is coming up here. Why is that important? Because that's what's going to happen at the rapture. Because at the second coming, the Bible says that the angels are coming down and they're going to go throughout the whole four corners of the earth to gather everybody together. The angels are going to be busy during the second coming, but they, the literal second coming, but they will not even be used except for Gabriel blowing the horn at the rapture of the church. So we already see another distinction between the two events. In case you're wondering. The awareness that he could come at any time encourages us to be ready at all times. Preacher, don't talk about the ratchet. Don't talk about this thing happening a moment clicking the Let me know. Okay, I'll deal with the Antichrist. I'll deal with the pale horse and the red horse and the black horse and the white horse and all these horses and horses and horses and horses. I'll deal with what I got to deal with. Just don't get me with this sudden stuff. I can't help it. This is what Jesus says. Jesus says in Matthew 24 and 44, he says, I'm coming at an hour that you do not expect. Jesus is telling this. Well, if he's talking about the literal second coming of Christ, then we will expect it. Just read it. Just what I've been telling you about earthquakes and famine and, and, and destructions of kingdoms and, and things that are happening man just what we saw last couple weeks in Washington man is just a little beady blip on the radar compared to, the, to the, this complete chaos that's going to take place they're going to be looking for it but the Bible says at this catching away of the church that nobody's even going to be expecting it Well, I thought I had another time I thought I had another chance. Augustine said, the last days is hidden so that every day may be regarded. There's a reason why the beginning of the last days is hidden. It's so that every day is regarded of this is the day that the Lord hath made. So I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad in every single day. We can't just be Christians whenever we want to be Christian. We just can't be holy whenever we want to be holy. We just can't be saved when we want to be saved. Every day has to be regarded because his coming is imminent, and we have to live like this is the day. We have to come to church like this is a day. Preachers have to preach like this is the day. We have to, singers have to sing like this is the day. We have to usher like this is the day. We have to do church like this is the day because if we don't, we don't regard any day as the day. Well, there's a lot of us, we won't be taken off guard. There's a lot of churches going to be taken off guard. Because it encourages us to be ready and be on guard every day. Oh, it's going to be a surprise. 1 Corinthians 15 and 52. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, Anybody's ever heard of Jesus coming back in a moment in a twinkling of an eye? Just raise your hands if you had. I want to see how many. Well, that's most of the church. Not everybody, but most of you. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. See, the fact, I remember preaching this. I would preach this 30 years ago. <laughs> Tell old I am. Somebody knocked on my door before I even knew a lot about anything and handed me a folder that they had written out and was spreading around. We were were youth pastors at a church that said Ronald Reagan was the Antichrist. And I took it, I mean, I'm 27 years old. I I believe in the rapture because I was told to believe in the rapture. And I'm going through this thing and they said we was gonna come from the West. And Ronald Reagan was the governor of California. He's coming from the West. And I had enough sense to ask the question. The West of what? North Carolina? I mean, we weren't even in a state back when this stuff was written. The, the West of what? Oh, 666. Ronald Wilson Reagan. Ronald was, is six letters. Wilson is six letters. Reagan is six letters. Come on, people. I'm, I'm dealing with this. This is the kind of mess we dealt with in the 80s. He's the Antichrist. Oh, then when he got shot. Come on, you know about history. Reagan got shot, young people. <laughs> he didn't die. But anyway, all this stuff, all this stuff began to happen and, they, and, and, and people think that, that it's happening. So people want to get ready. This is, you know, all this stuff. Happened. The Bible says, first of all, Ronald Reagan's not an antichrist. No more than Donald Trump and Joe Biden is. But the thing we have to understand is, is, don't wait for any kind of serious of events to get you ready because this thing's going to happen suddenly. I got, a, I got a thing that says suddenly. Suddenly. Come back to the second service, man. We're going to have it right then. Suddenly. GE says that a twinkling of an eye is 1 one-hundredth of a second. That's pretty fast. Not a blinking of an eye, the twinkling of an eye. But I like this one. So if you want to measure it by, by time, it's 1 one-hundredth of a second. If you want to measure it by speed, it's 186,000 miles per second is the speed of light. A twinkling would be how fast it would take for a beam of light to get from its source to the retina of your eye. That's a twinkling. One hundred eighty-six thousand miles a second. Have you knows that that will not give you time to say, "Forgive me, Lord Jesus, for doing what I just did and saying what I've been saying. I know I should have went to church. I should have prayed. I should have done all this kind of things." Jesus, amen. <laughs> Dude, I don't unpack my suitcase up in glory. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen at any moment. It's a surprise. It's going to be suddenly. I mean, that's pretty sudden. Luke 21. I'm going to turn to Luke 21. I know I'm already running out of time, but if I want to skip this, i get the scriptures in here. Luke 21. In Luke 21 and verse 31 and 36. This is Jesus again talking. So you also, when you see these things happen, know that the kingdom of God is near. Surely I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words by no means pass away. But, again, he's talking about the second coming, all these things, a lot of events. It's going to take place to tell you when he's literally coming back to this earth. But as far as the rapture of church, he says, but take heed to yourself. Lease your hearts away down with carousing. That's that's been a loud drunk. Drunkenness and the cares of this life. And that day come on you Suddenly. Suddenly. The use of the word sudden or unexpected, which depends on what translation you're looking at here, is a Greek word which leads no misunderstanding to what the Scripture is saying. That word, I'm reading the New King James, it says unexpected. The King James says suddenly, but it's the same Greek word. It means there is no warning, there's no series of events, there's no indications that will remotely warn the world of this soon return of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's preachers, people I know that think, well, the rapture can't take place until the temple is built on the temple mount. And, and they start sacrificing No, no, no. That's the literal second coming of Christ. Nothing else, church, needs to happen. Because that word suddenly there literally means in degree. There's no warnings. There's no serious events. There's no indication. There's absolutely nothing. If you'd have told me back in the 80s when that nut told me that Ronald Reagan was the antichrist, that all these things that's going on in the world just this past week is going on, will the church still be here? I'd have said no, because that's a bunch of chaotic mess. It must take place during the tribulation. I'm here to tell you we're still here because there's no warnings. There's no indications. It's immediate. Jesus can come back and take his church away at any time. Why? So that we don't have to suffer through the tribulation that's going to hit this planet. Do you understand that? But my house ain't finished built yet and I haven't seen my grandchild yet and, and I want to retire and I, in this crazy, messed up, chaotic world. Oh i got good news for you. Trump's not president anymore, but guess what? Here comes Biden. Boy, that makes me feel great. Man, if that's what you got your faith and trust and hope in is the politics of this world, I got good news for you. There's a better hope. There's a greater expectation. His name is Jesus, and the expectation is before all hell breaks loose, he's going to take us out of here. Oh, man. I got to finish this. Let's continue to read this. Are Are we in Luke 21 and 34? Go to 35 then, for it shall come as a snare on all those who dwell on the place here. Another translation is a trap. Honey, if there's a warning, a warning is not a trap, and it's not a snare. A snare is something that is hidden, and you step in it unexpectedly. This world is heading to a snare, which is called the catching away of the saints. And it's not anything that they're expecting. It's not anything they can predict. It's not something how big flashing lights. It's a trap. It's a snare to the world, and unexpectedly, they're going to step in it. As soon as you step in the snare, you don't have time to pull your foot out. When you're in it, it's got you. Those who don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior, the catching away of the saints is going to be a snare. And when it comes, you're in a tribulation, and you can't get out of it until seven years and Jesus comes back and takes over this entire people planet. Are you with me? Well, he continues to read. Look what the next verse says. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you'll be worthy to, to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. I think it's time for us to watch, right? I'll end on this, Luke 17, verse 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days that the Son of Man shall come. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, that's all things in preparation, man. They're preparing. Everything's cool, man. We're going to be here forever. Until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it is also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone on the heavens, from the heavens. Solomon Gomorrah, what a detestable place. So wicked when the angels came down to, to warn Lot. The homosexual men, so consumed by the, by the homosexual demonic spirit that they want to have sexual relations with these angels because they were men. That's how detestable it was. It didn't bother anybody. They were still going by. They every day. They were still going to Walmart. They were still ordering things online. They were still just getting ready for for you know for winter and then spring. Everything going normal. Just because what used to shot them and lead them to the house of God, they've now gotten used. That's that's what the enemy's doing. The reason why it won't be a shot sure things are happening now would have shocked us 30 years ago but we've seen so much to it and the world has made it just so normal to it that what used to would have shocked us we say oh this is normal now I'm here to tell you it's not normal it's the fact that Jesus is getting ready to take the church away and so shall we ever be with the Lord they're doing their whole thing but before God Rain down fire and brimstone upon Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible says it didn't start until the day that Lot went out. God's fury is going to be released upon this planet. Nothing like you seeing right now, but like you've never seen before, and it will not take place until the children of God is taken out of the way. The Bible says in Matthew chapter number. Chapter number five, it says that it rains on the just and the unjust. That actually means that it—the blessings of God will rain not only—or the, the word "rain" there means the blessings of God. So the blessings of God will fall on the just and the unjust. That means it's the the unjust is getting blessed because the just is here. But when the just is taken out of the way. There's no, there's no rain from heaven coming down as a form of blessing. Watch this. You don't know this. I got to, Everybody stand. We got. To, we, I got in trouble last week. I don't know by who, but... When Lot left Sodom and Gomorrah, he went to Zor. Zor was just as wicked as Sodom and Gomorrah. But you can go back in Genesis 19 and read it. He comes out of Sodom and Gomorrah, remember he took his wife, remember Lot's wife, this chick just wanted to go back. And he goes as far to Zor. He stopped at Zor. And God said, no, don't stop at Zor, go on up to the mountains. You wanna know why God told him not to stop at Zor? It's because Zor was just as wicked as Solomon and Gomorrah. It should have read, and God destroyed Sodom, Gomorrah, and Zor. Because Zor was just as wicked. They were receiving the outgrowth of Solomon and Gomorrah. And now everything around them is is, is getting completely contaminated. And Lot says, I can't go any further. I mean, I just lost my wife because she turned back and looked. And that word turn back and look is not just to see what was happening. When she turned back to look, that word turn back means she longed, she desired what it was that she was being dragged away from. You better check your heart if you're not excited about the things of God because you're so in love with what this world has and has to offer. You better fall out of love with the world and get in love with Jesus Christ. And you will never fall out of love with one until you fall in love with the other. Oh, she looked back okay. But it wasn't the looking. It was what's in her heart that caused her to be stuck in the very place where she was. You better check your heart. Anyway, real quick, they run to Zor. And they stop. And Lot says, I can't go any further. And because Lot and his daughters was there, only Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, and not Zor. What's your point? It shows how powerful the believer is. It shows that God will continue to reign on the unjust as long as there is one just in the land. Zorah didn't even know, they didn't even recognize that there was a godly family that had moved in in their life. But because of that, the judgmental hand of God had been moved off of them. I'm here to tell you, the world might not know it and they might think we're a punchline to a bunch of political jokes. But I'm here to tell you, they're getting ready to stand up and they're getting ready to recognize that there is a force that is more powerful than they and that is the force of the church, the bride of Christ, of the living God. What don't God just do? What don't God just obliviate? What don't God just destroy all this corruption, all all this nonsense? Because it rains on the just and the unjust. But when we're taken out of the way, Oh, it's going to rain, and not the blessings of God, but the fire and hit brimstone of what the Bible finds. Everybody, listen to me. Here's my last one. I'm telling you, I'm going to read this because I have to. I told you that it's sudden. I told you it's going to be a surprise. I told you it's going to happen at any moment. But the last thing I'll remind you is: it's for believers only. It's for believers only. I'll go to John 14 real fast. John 14 and 1 and 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believed in God. Believe also in me. Honey, you can say there is a God. But if you don't believe that Jesus is his son. And it's not Muhammad. It's not Allah. It's not Buddha. It's not a Shinto shrine or a Hindu cow. There's only one name by which you can, you can you escape the coming disaster that's going to hit this planet. And that name is Jesus Christ. He says, I go to prepare a place for you because in my father's house there's many mansions. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, you get to be also. Amen. It's for believers. It's for believers only. 1 Corinthians 15. I'm going to get this word in you. 1 Corinthians 15 and uh, 15 and 23. For Jesus is coming back for for each one in his own order. For each one in his own order. For each one in his own order. Those who are with us. Those who are in Christ Jesus are the ones who's coming back with him so what's your point it's going to be it's going to be sudden it's going to be it's going to be surprise it's going to be at any moment but the most important thing is is for believers only if you're a believer today you don't have anything to worry about if you are a believer i said say that wrong if you are a believer, you have nothing to worry about. If you're not a believer, today is the day. Because there's nothing else to take place. Yeah, but Dr. Feelgood down at my other church said that all this stuff isn't true. Okay. You know how many people have come to me and says, I don't believe in the rapture? Now 30 years ago, I'd have, I, I know it was messed up theology, but I would have fought you around back in the church. You can't even talk about a rapture. Leave my tongues and my rapture alone. We didn't know how to defend it because it won't talk anything. We fight each other. Now as I got older, people say, I don't believe in a rapture. And now I just got to the point where, okay. What do you mean, okay? Okay. You don't believe it? Okay, whatever. Just because you don't believe in it, don't mean it won't happen it's not like I need you to believe in this if not I'm going to throw all these notes away honey whether you believe it or not Jesus Christ is coming back amen and the red horse and the black horse and the pale horse and the whatever color horse you want to paint on man it doesn't matter because them horses cannot be released from the stall until we're taken away because we have a promise with Jesus Christ so don't hang your head and don't just kick the can and give up because you think this world is going to hell the world can't go to hell as long as we're still here and as long as the church is still here means he's not done with us yet that means there's something great to do Boy, give me two minutes. Reason why everybody got so disgusted with the rapture? Because the church, you would preach messages like this, and the church just quit working and saying, "Well, there's nothing else to do because Jesus is coming back." Now I'm here to tell you, we know it's imminent, and we know it can happen any moment, any time that means we need to work. We need to work like we never had before. We need to preach like we never had before. We need to pray like never before. We need to witness like never before. We need to believe this Bible. We need to read it like never before. We need to take the things of God serious like never before and say to hell what to watch CNN and Fox and ABC or whatever they're saying and say, as for me and my house, we're going to stand upon the foundations of the world like never before. I'm still looking for souls to be saved like never before. I'm still looking for miracles to take place like never before. Until then, we're supposed to do the work that God has called us to do. And then when it happens, it's gonna take us by surprise because we're working so hard to do what God's called us to do. Amen. Every head bow down my clothes. Let me bless you, Father. Woo! We've unpacked a lot this morning. But God, it's in your word. And God, you have put this teaching in your word, God so that we can hear it, receive it, and apply it to our lives, God. And I pray, God, over every Christian right now, Lord, that God, this, this word, God, would ignite us. God, it will set us on fire, Lord. God, to understand, God, the importance of us still being here on this people planet, Lord, and how important we are, God, to the people on this planet, Lord. But God, you said in your word that this is for believers only, Lord. Those that believe on your name, believe in you believe in God, believe also in me. Lord Jesus Christ said this. If you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the price paid pay for your sins, and you don't have any idea right now that a Jesus would come back before I get done, before you get to your car, before you get to your restaurant, before you can get home today, if you don't know for sure that you're going to be taken out of this place, all you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord, and He will answer you. And you can do it right here and right now. Confess that He is your Savior. And you be as sure as a heaven as if you're already there. Everybody, understand my voice. Everybody watching. Everybody listen to me right now. Together, we're gathered together right now through internet, through through TV signals, through through fiber optic, through through people sitting right here in front of me right now. Together, everybody, repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ I receive your word today. Your word that, you so much, that you love me so much that you're going to make sure that the tribulations. That's going to come upon this world will not come upon me. So today, Lord, I confess I'm a sinner. I committed sins, and I need a Savior. And His name is Jesus. I receive You today, Lord, as both my Lord and my Savior, and i live for You forever, as You show me how. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. We hope you enjoyed this sermon from our weekend experience. If you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and God's kingdom advanced, you can donate by texting any amount to 84321 or visiting our website, highestpraisechurch.com. If you want to connect with our local church and stay up to date with events, you can fill out a digital connect card, which is also on our website. We'll see you soon.